We all know that we should save money, but most people struggle with knowing the purpose for their savings. Are you saving to purchase a home, build up an emergency fund, looking to become financially independent in the future where you do not have to rely on a paycheck any longer? The purpose of savings for each of these has a significant difference. Join us while we talk about the purposes of savings and the reason that you should have each one. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, Smarter Vets, this is CJ Burnett and Tom Seco. We're financial advisors that work with veterinarians across the United States, owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors, and the host of the Smarter Vet Podcast. Our mission is to reduce financial stress from the veterinary community by providing them the next step in their plan. Make sure to check out all our other great resources through our website, such as complimentary financial race CEs, assessments, videos, articles. You can even listen to our podcast through our website now. Pretty cool, right? You can see all this at flvetadvisors.com. And if you love our show, we'd love to hear from you. Make sure to give us a rating, write us a review, even drop us a comment on our website. Uh, but if you listen on Apple or Spotify, make sure to review us. Or if you can go on our Facebook page as well, that would be great at the same time. So it's funny when people say that they're saving money, like, I think it means so many different things. We hear it from multiple times when people say, hey, you know, I've been saving up money for like the last like 10 years. And then you're like, okay, like, but where is it? Right. Like sometimes people, sometimes people say they're saving money, but it, they're not actually saving it. it. It makes me think of Don McMillan. Right. So like, so have you seen, have you seen Don McMillan, Tom? I've, I've heard of him before. Okay. Like the comedian that uses PowerPoint. Okay. He used to be an engineer. I mean, I think he's one of my favorite of all time because he makes really nerdy things funny or I don't know. I, I have this, I'm starting to doubt that because I have friends that come over that are not nerdy. They have like blank faces and, and they're staring at me like I'm crazy. So maybe it's just because I'm incredibly nerdy. So I don't know, but he, he actually, he talked like, he talks about how he's like, like he loves to, he loves to save money and his wife loves to spend money, but she, she saves it. Like I, she's like, Oh, I saved $2,000 today. And he goes, wow. Like that's, that's yeah, babe. Like that's awesome. Right. But, but then you get in the detail and it's because she spent 10 grand, right. It's because she bought something that was 10,000, but it was really like, it was, but it was on sale for, for, for 10,000, right. It was 12,000. So like to her, like saving money was not really like saving money. Like it's not money in the bank. When people say saving money, like you have to really define what exactly do they mean? Mm -hmm. it, it, what's so funny about that too. It's like, our concept of how we view saving money is completely different. And I, I always love my wife too. She'll say, um, yeah, it's on sale. <laughs> and I always like to say everything is always on sale. Like if you look at it these days, I mean, that's how they draw you in. They, they say, hey, I'm, everything. It, it's on sale. And I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> sure. They just marked it up a little bit. And then they, they tell you what's on sale and they give you some money off. So with, with all of this in mind though, there are three different purposes of money or savings perhaps here is that what, what is the intentions behind why we're saving money? And so many times people ask us about this and there's the first one we always think about is security money. This is money that you can be able to spend for unexpected events, unpredictable things that pop up. It's really just to be there as like those uh oh moments. And it, it could be money that's just, Hey, there really is no intentions behind it. And it's just really just hanging out. It just sitting there waving at you all the time. 
uh, for that one moment. So then there's also like what we call flex money. Maybe it's known, maybe it's unknown. So flex money is like, I'm saving money for a $6,000 trip, right? So that gives me like a target of 6,000. I know that like there's a specific end time, there's a specific known expense that I've got to save up that money to eventually be spent, right? It's not, it's, it's not really saving per se, because I'm again, kind of like, I mean, I'm saving, but I eventually have it leave my life forever for an experience or for some unknown event. Like it doesn't even have to be really known. Like some people start putting money away and they just go, well, this is like my AC money. I, this is my AC roof replacement. I don't even know what, but I know that something big is going to come up with this house that I've got that's 15 years old, right? And I'm not really sure what's going to come up next, but I know that I'm putting this money away in my flex money. So I have money designated for those unknown known expenses. Mm -hmm. I like flex money. Flex money sounds really good. Especially when it has a a specific purpose for something like a car, <laughs> a vacation, All right. right? Like a trip. Like I mean, my know. wife and I were talking about scheduling a trip at some point or another. It's nice to have that flex money. So right, that's, uh, that's one of those. Yeah. The third purpose of savings is your freedom money, and this is savings that's really meant to, at some point, you don't have to work forever. You've saved up money. You've been able to generate enough to where it can be able to recreate your income. You can be able to have the same lifestyle when you want to work or you don't want to work kind of thing. So, you know, you could get to a part in your life where what's so interesting about this, people usually will wait and wait. And then eventually they say, I'm done and I'm exhausted. However, at some point or another, maybe you want to choose to not have to work forever. And this money will allow you to do that. Yeah, freedom money sounds, sounds very American. It does. This is my freedom money, America. <laughs> <laughs> right. So my freedom money. It's so that I don't have to work forever. Hmm. Sounds very American. <laughs> I mean, it's the American dream, right? I, I would agree. So maybe we should go down a little bit further in the details for all of those people out there that are detail oriented. Um, you know, let's 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 get real specific on security money. So security money, when we really think of security money, is that this is meant to take care of the unexpected. And again, you should expect the unexpected uh, because a lot of the times people don't plan for this and it does happen. Uh, I've had firsthand encounters myself. So, and these things could happen like, hey, if you became sick or injured, uh, most commonly it's a sickness too, because there are a lot of times where people don't try to get injured. It just happens, but people get sick at the same time, you need to put new tires on your car. Like at the end of the day, I mean, tires today are expensive. And especially if you're not expecting it, like, well, hey, you might have to have to put it on a credit card. Uh, and then basically another thing that can pop up is your kid needs money for a trip or starts a new activity. If you have children, I just had a daughter not too long ago, and it is amazing all of the things that keep popping up <laughs> all the time. There's something new that it's just like, I wasn't planning for it, but there it is. So now I'm having to buy that. Right. And, and I think these are kind of the, not the, the catastrophic unexpected, right? Security money is meant to provide just a little bit of padding between the, the stuff that you, like the stuff that you need to pay for tomorrow and the money that you have in your account, which I think, I think in essence also then allows you to sleep better at night, right? Cause you know what bills need to be paid in the next month. Like those are typically relatively known. It needs to be put in cash and incredibly accessible. So at times people will ask us and say, Hey, you know, this, this money, you know, where, where should I put it? It needs to be in like your savings account and your checking account 
just somewhere where if you need it right now, you can get to it. And there is no hoops to jump through. There are no barriers. There's no penalties. It's there for you to have. Right. No risk, right? There's no risk and there's no, no problems getting to it. Now, if you really kind of narrow in on the barrier between you, like, so you might have credit card debt, you might have auto loans, but if you just take a minute and think about this money is really the barrier that you're establishing to create between you and more short-term debt, right? Because so, the only reason why you have debt is because you didn't have the cash. Mm -hmm. If you went to vet school with a million dollars, then you really wouldn't need to take out $250,000 of student loans. If you you know went to go buy a house and you had a million dollars of cash, you wouldn't need to take out a mortgage at all. So if if the only barrier between you and short-term debt or even long-term debt, any kind of debt, really, if the only barrier between you and debt is cash, then a lot of the times people will try to pay off their debt, but then they have no cash and then they end up going back into debt after they get out of debt. And there's this vicious cycle that happens over and over and over again. That's scary. Just thinking about that, like getting in and out, and it's not even something you were able to control. It's more of just due to the circumstances that you're in, which maybe you had some control over, uh, but you were just so caught up in the idea of like getting out and paying it off and getting back into it and paying it off. So, uh, and, and for, for those of you listening to our podcast that you're like, well, I keep plenty of this on hand and I want to give you a pat on the back. However, there are a lot of studies and surveys that show that people keep very little cash on hand. And this is really scary in today's day and age. Like I, I know there's certain statistics that are being, I think we're going to talk through a little bit of that as we get through further, but it, it's when you get in a part in your life where you don't have much cash, you tend to feel like you're living paycheck to paycheck. You get to the part in your life where you don't feel like you have any margin. And when we look at the amount of cash you have on hand, they tend to have significantly less than three months of expenses. Your emergency fund should be at least about three months of expenses. Uh, their circumstances are putting them in a spot where it's it, it's making it tough. There's certain bills that piled up over time or obligations that they committed to where they're overpaying for stuff. You become, uh, what is it, becoming house poor, which could be where we jump into like a lifestyle addiction where you're living beyond what you actually have in front of you. Like you're consuming everything plus more. And it gets to the part where it's very hard to keep cash on hand due to those circumstances. A lot of the time, also, people aren't really sure how to store money. Like they're, you know, when you accumulate money, you're not really, from a cash flow perspective, we like to assume that money works like math, but it doesn't. Money does what we tell it to do. And if we're not taking control of it, it's just going to kind of flow where, where it's going to go, right? And most people, like, you don't just store money in that savings account that's connected to your checking account, because may, maybe, just maybe, you have uh, what they call savings gnomes. Those savings gnomes, Tom, I think you know what I'm talking about, right? They Like, you put money in that savings account that's connected to the checking account, but then, like, five days later, like, you really... Like you really want something. The savings loan that I see that takes my money out of the account is like has a big grin on its face. Uh -oh. And it's like taking money over and it's smiling at me with a big grin. And it's and absolutely like... adorable. <laughs> yes. Yes. She is. Yes. 100%. Just wait till they get to 14. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like yours is 14 months, mine's 14 years. It's like, it's a very different story. You think it costs them the money now? I thought they got cheap. I thought children got cheaper as they got older, but it's like the exact opposite. Like it's a complete oh, yeah. crap. Like, I wish someone had warned me, like, hey, like, this someone, is the glory was years. Trying to make, someone was just trying to make you feel good. That's all. <laughs> Seriously. Someone like, yeah, like, I was like, man, like diapers are expensive. Yeah. Wait till you have to pay for their cell phone bill. 
-hmm. and then you have to pay anyway. So, and he's going to like, mine's going to be driving in two years. Got to buy another car. (sighs) I don't like this episode. Making me think of, I'm starting to get stressed. So people aren't really sure how to store money. Now, I will say from a cash flow perspective, marketing firms are very aware. Like we forget that marketing firms exist. We scroll through Facebook and we see, and, and we don't even notice that we're, we've actually been marketed to like a hundred different times while we've been sitting on the couch. And marketing firms are aware of how to get us to spend money, right? We don't stand a chance because they have a lot of resources on how we think, on how, what we do, on the spending patterns that we have. And, and they know how to get us. Like they, they know how to make us feel uh, 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 not confident and not really content with what we've got. So they put messaging in front of us to make us feel not content so that we buy their product. A lot of people don't realize that they're using retail therapy to try to solve issues that they're unaware of because they're not reflecting enough on whether or not they're living the life that they want to live and just doing things to do things. So we go about our day. We don't really think about too much. We get stressed. There's things that we get put on us that we're overwhelmed. We're, we've got all these different feelings that kind of build up, but we're completely unaware of those feelings. We don't have enough time to really, to really recognize and understand those. Next thing you know, we're using retail therapy in order to feel better, which is what probably why Amazon does so well. Mm-hmm. And, and they, got, they got the one swipe too. Just think about that as well. Yeah. When that happened, when I first saw that, I literally, I was like, I'm doomed. I, oh, like, I, I stand no chance. They actually have the scale things now too. You can bite your house. And then when it gets at a certain level, it just orders for you. What? Yeah, there's there's the scale where you, it's like items. And when the scale gets to a certain part, it just orders for you. I should never own that scale. <laughs> you should never. Don't I do should it. never. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so like, if we don't really know how to take control over our money, we don't really know how to create good habits like we're, we're, we're probably not going to get very far when our, in our finances. And-, mm-hmm. and there's one key study that we'd seen not too long ago is through Motley Fool, where there's about 51% of America, just think about that, about half of people that are actually working, that actually have careers and everything that have $5,000 or less in their savings. And they, about half of those people, 47% were saying that they didn't even have a specific account for an emergency. Uh, I, I would say I can definitely confirm that to a certain degree because a lot of times people we talk to will keep a lot of cash in their checking account or they don't really, they've never created another separate account specifically for that purpose. And most of the time, the focus when it comes to people is that they tend to be more concentrated on debt, keeping very little money in security and emergencies and things pop up. A lot of times they aren't prepared for it. So, uh, you know, most people don't really spend a lot of time thinking about, hey, what should I have in security? Most people don't have much of the security money. And if they do, they usually have too much. And some of it probably needs to be designated as flex money or freedom money, but they're not sure what those really look like in their plan. The next episode, we're going to go into detail around flex money, what it is, how we use it, when when should we start taking some of that security money and peeling it off to repurpose it as flex money. Help us spread the word about the podcast. If you're really liking our show, we'd love to hear from you. Show us some love on Apple or Spotify. Drop us a comment through our website uh, or even rate us on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. This is CJ Burnett. And I'm Tom Seco. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.
CJ Burnett and Tom Seiko are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seiko's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purpose only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. So 61, signature number 2022-142033 expires August of 2024.